Welcome to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome folks to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine. Of course, shock to life by Rely On Lithium Batteries. Tailor-made lithium, giving you the most power to help you make the most of your time on the water. Check them out online at relyonbattery.com. I'm Chris Brown, along with Director of All Things uh, Anglers Channel, Mr. David Zhang. Happy birthday, by the way, buddy. Belated birthday to you. Thank you. <laughs> you told me your age, but I don't know that it's true. So, but uh, happy birthday to you a, a day late, a dollar short as usual. But we're going to do things a little bit different tonight. Usually this is when I go into my gripe session or I pick a topic to, to complain about. But there's something to complain about this week because we had Championship Monday yesterday, let's record this, Monday for the Bassmaster Elite Series on Neely Henry. And my buddy, Wes Logan, your champ from Neely Henry is here on the Zoom machine right now with us talking to us today. Wes, how the heck are you, brother? I'm, I'm good, man. I, I just hearing you say those words, that Elite Series chant with my name connected to it. I mean, it's pretty special. Just, I don't know. It kind of fits together pretty good. Well, you know, it was funny because Kate Donaldson and I were recording the ABT podcast last night when you guys were weighing in. And so we had to stop and watch Swindle weigh in, right? And then you came up, we had to stop and watch you weigh in. And so I'm just going to play something for you because I feel like you need to hear it because I want to see the reaction from you when you hear this because I can say it, but I mean, when you hear this, you're going to, I really, I just want to see your reaction because I'm not sure you've heard it since you, uh, since you left. Let me move it into place here. (laughs) 14 pounds and an ounce. And that means Springville, Alabama's Wes Logan is going to be taking home his first career Bassmaster Elite Series victory here at the Waterburger Elite. 4 day total of 57 pounds and 9 ounces and the hometown kid is getting it done here at Neely Henry. Gaston, I need you going crazy and showing them what we do here on a Monday afternoon. We crown champions, and we're about to introduce you to the newest Elite Series champion from Springville, Alabama with 57-9. Get it out for Wes Logan. So I got to know. I got to know how cool that was to win it in front of your hometown crowd there in Gaston on Neely Henry. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it would have been special, obviously, if you won anywhere, but being able to win at home, just on the lake that I grew up on, you know, I've got so much history there. I've made so many memories there with family and friends, just fishing tournaments, little tournaments, fun fishing, crappie fishing, just that's the place that we would go anytime we wanted to go fishing. A tournament there and be able to win is just, it's a true blessing in itself. You know, I'm still a little bit pissed off with you, though, because last March you took me, and I'm trying to remember the guy's name from A&M, but you took us out fishing in a little pre-classic derby. Dude, we didn't catch anything. Yeah, we didn't catch anything. I mean, what's the deal? we got a bite. No, we didn't. It was horrible. I mean, you just didn't want to take us to the good stuff or what? I mean, you just. Uh, It rained like four inches that night, and they sucked the bottom out of the low end. Get a shocker there, but I mean. (laughs) 
god. So let's talk about this for a second because you know, weren't, weren't you with me in the uh, the the quarantine challenge? Oh yeah, thing? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, was there. Disaster too. <laughs> I was there. Oh yeah. I learned a lot about that place during that little deal. So that was uh, that was fun. But <clears throat> I mean, let's talk about day one getting postponed. That bother you at all? Um, not really. I mean, obviously, I was wanting the tournament to get going. Um, but when that lake did what it did with the flood on the upper end and the low water on the low end, I knew we needed as much time as we could as a t- for a whole tournament situation because those fish needed to have as much time as we could get to adjust to what the water had done. Right. The faster you try and go fishing for those fish when everything messes up, it's not going to be near as good because the fish are used to it. They're not used to it, but they've seen it before. So they're going to do kind of the same thing. It just takes them a little while to realize that it's going to be that way for a minute and that they can get situated up like that. So explain how this happens because the upper end was what, like eight, 10 feet high and the lower end was like four feet low. Something yeah, like that. It was like around city docks where we launched from, it was probably, I'm going to say it was only about two foot above full pool. Okay. But as you went further, as you go further up the river, like towards Weiss Dam, probably at Weiss Dam, it was probably eight foot high. Wow. And what happens is there's a big bend in Neely Henry. Uh, uh, if you don't, you're not familiar with it, it literally makes a, a 90 degree turn. And it's so narrow right there. The water, when they release it from Weiss Dam at such a fast pace with the floodgates open, it literally starts backing up and it can't get to the low end fast enough. Well, then they open the floodgates and the turbines of Neely Henry Dam and all that water that's at normal pool down there just completely gone. So it literally, it kind of stair steps around Minnesota Bend to 77 Bridge. And it's, it's one of the most unique places I've ever seen to do that. I don't know of any other place that does that. And I, I try, I'm, I'm not going to say I told everybody that it was going to do that, but I, I mean, obviously I knew it was and anybody that asked me, I told them, but it wasn't like a known thing. Like at the third day of practice, I think some guys got down low and were like, what the heck is going on? Sure. Sure. So when you see those kind of conditions, especially on your home lake, do you, in the back of your mind, are you like, Hmm, this could be, this could be good. I, I've seen it like that a few times and I don't know if it would be good because I've never fished many days on that place with the weather or the water like that because sure. most of the time if it was like that, they either canceled the one-day tournament, you didn't go fishing, or you went somewhere else. You went to Logan because Logan would normally be not flooded or really low this time of year. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I had a lot of experience or was looking forward to it, but I knew if the water ever started falling a little bit on the upper end, I knew probably what was going to happen and – I mean, um, luckily, that's kind of what happened. <laughs> well, let's go through your days here. Day one in ninth place with 14-1, um, just about well, almost three pounds back of the leader. Day two, moved up to eighth place with 12-8. So you were sitting in eighth going into uh, into day three, and you were still about three and a half pounds back of the leader. Anything in your head going into day three that you were trying to do different or want to do different? Uh, no, no. I'm trying to think back on what happened on the days. I know, I don't know if anybody watched, watched it on live day two. I lost a really big one, like right off the bat, um, like a five pounder, which kind of set me back a little bit. It didn't really, I mean, it was what did I could do about it, but it kind of spun me out for a minute. Sure. But as far as on day three, I kind of just ran some of the same water to begin with. And it, it really wasn't happening. Like, but what happened on day three was there was a bunch of rain forecasted to come in yesterday which was on monday 
and Alabama Power decided to drop the upper end, which the way they do that is they'll they'll slow down. They actually slow down the dam. Mm-hmm. So what it does is it lets the water fall out of Minnesota Bend. They all they dropped it to two turbines, and it literally dropped a foot and a half around the you know within ten miles of the Gadsden area in on day three. So all that grass and stuff I was fishing was like I caught a three pounder on day one, and on day three it was like laying in the mud. And <laughs> like those fish, I mean, obviously they can't be up there in it, and they'll push out and you know not want to bite. It just they, they kind of get in that mood where they don't know what's going on with the water, kind of get little, real skittish. But I made a little adjustment on day three. I uh, I actually caught two on a square bill crankbait, which I'm not a cranker whatsoever. But <laughs> one of them ended up being a five and a quarter pounder, which I mean, that's just a good Lord blessing right there in sure. itself. And, and that, that's kind of how day three went. And I was kind of worried, like it looked great on paper that I caught almost 17 pounds on day three, but I literally got six bites all day. And one of those was a 12 incher and the other five were good ones. And I just, I knew if the water kept falling, I was going to, I was going to have to run around and do some stuff that I wasn't really comfortable doing. And I really didn't know if it was going to work out. Sure. Sure. So sixteen fifteen on day three moves you into first place. You've got about a, just over a pound lead. And you've been in this position before. Last year at Gunnersville sitting there. I was on the dock at my final day, getting ready to take off. And so he's sitting there. What's going through your head on day four? Um, sitting there because I know you got your family around, your girlfriend, Home Lake. I mean, Swindle's behind you. I know he's talking to you. Paul Mueller's starting to take the nut off your prop. I mean, so let's you know, what's going through your head in this deal? Uh, I was trying to be as calm as I could, and I was fine. Like, I didn't even really think about it until I put my boat in. I was a, one of the first ones at the ramp to, you know, shoot the photo gallery for the top base with Andy Crawford. And I put my boat in. I went and tied it up, and I kind of just stood there for a minute and looked out. And, like, I, I fished so many tournaments there, like little Sunday morning tournaments, Coosa River team trails, an Alabama bass trail. And you just – like, you're – when I stepped out of my boat and I looked across, like you could, it's just always iconic. Those two bridges there, sure. like all these memories flooded back. Like I've caught them here. I've caught them there. Do I need to go do this? Do I need to do that? I've got a great opportunity here. I don't need to screw it up. <laughs> and it just, it, it kind of, I kind of got overwhelmed with emotions for a second and I kind of had to get my wits back about me. But I mean, once the tournament day started, I mean, it, it didn't go great because I, I had a lot of missed opportunities, but as far as fishing wise, I didn't have any nerves or anything. Like I did, like like I, I led the cup when I was a rookie in eighteen at the Forestwood Cup uh, on FLW, and I, I was so nervous I couldn't even tell you. I don't even remember putting my boat in that morning. Like I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> didn't know where I was going. I was just flaring around a kid in a t-shirt. But I mean, I kind of I kind of had the nerves taken care of. But uh, that that first thing when I got in my boat the other morning, it kind of kind of took me back for a second. Okay, all right, good deal. So I mean, get the first fish in the boat that calmed me down a little bit. Yeah, after I lost three and missed about five, I think I was like one for eight on bites. Uh, I kind of started. I went. I didn't. I started somewhere I hadn't started the whole tournament, and I just. I knew if I got a bite in there, it was probably going to be a big one, and it just it was dead in there. I don't. I don't know what happened because the water actually came back up, and everything looked good. It just. I don't know if because I, I caught a good one in there the day before, and I knew that it's a place where you can get a really good bite early in the morning. And I actually left from there, and I went down. I was going to fish a stretch that I hadn't fished the whole tournament. Not that I'd really saved it, but there had been a bunch of anglers fishing it, and I knew a bunch of people wasn't going to be there. 
And I come around the corner and oh, old, old Gerald's sitting dead <laughs> on the stretch. I want to build. There's like 10 boats around him. I was like, I have made a mistake for sure. <laughs> but there, luckily there was a few stretches right around there that I'd caught some on before. And I like, I don't know if you saw it on live, but I got quite a few bites. I lost one and I, I was kind of like, well, this here's another choke artist performance by Wes Logan. But I got the first one in the boat and I think I caught three real quick back to back to back and it kind of settled me down. And luckily the couple I caught were, you know, two and a quarter pounders. And I, I got to, I only had three and I was like, well, I mean, I only need two, three, three or four pound bites. And I mean, I, I'll, they'll have to catch them to beat me is what I was thinking in my mind. Sure. Sure. So 14, one for the final day. So book in this deal with 14, 14 pounds an ounce, you know, first and fourth days. When you come in, I know guys are talking. I, I watched them interview you on stage, and I know you kind of you, know, you had heard Doc talk. You knew Paul had a big one, and mm-hmm. uh, like I'm just going to be honest with you, okay? We we can't have favorites on the media side, but these two Nimrods are texting me all day, going, "Who are you pulling for? Which one are you pulling for?" And I'm like, "I'm pulling for Western Swindle, one of the two. I don't want anybody else to win. I don't care, right?" And so I'm watching you, and I'm watching Gerald, and I'm watching you, and I'm watching Gerald, and I'm thinking, Wes is going to do it. He's just got to do it. And then Paul catches that six-something. I'm like, oh, God, Wes, come on. just, just Y'all just catch him, please. Let's, you know, I, we can't have this Yankee come down here and, and, and win, you know, like this with you and Swindle up there. But, I mean, so any – what's going through your head? Because your last guy to weigh in. You're on the trailer. I know, I know. I know. And, and, and what was bad was I actually told my camera guy – when he got in the boat that morning, he was like, how are you feeling about today? I was like, I don't know how I'm going to catch him, but I feel like I, I'm, I can catch enough to give me a chance. I said, the only thing that's going to be, uh, you know, a, a, an X factor, you'd say, I say, if somebody catches like a really big one sometime during the day, because that's going to, you know, give you a chance to catch that 18 or 19 pound bag. And I'll be danged if he didn't catch it right off the bat. Wow. Right? Yeah. And, and what's weird, what's weird is, is, Obviously, we can't know anything. We can't see sure. what everybody's caught. I knew Gerald had caught some. I didn't know how much weight he had. I figured he had a pretty good bag, but I also knew he had a four pound. I had a four pound lead on, him. so I knew he was going to have to like truly like catch the biggest bag of the tournament for sure. But even when I caught the last big one, like I got it in the boat, and for a split second, I was like, I might have just won. But something in the back of my head, like I had a gut feeling, I was like, somebody, it's closer than I think it is because. There was nobody following me. There was no boats around me. Like, I feel like if you're about to win an elite tournament and it's like a, a runaway, like somebody's not catching, there's going to be somebody there watching. Somebody's following you, right? Yeah. And yeah. I turned around and my camera guy said, you know what's a bad sign on the last day? He's like, what is it? I said, ain't nobody behind you watching. Like, <laughs> you ain't the guy right now. Well, you made that comment on live. You're like, I, I, I think I got enough, but I, something in my gut tells me I don't. I need one more, yeah. one more big bite, and I'm and I'm I'm driving going somewhere in where I was going, but I'm like I'm 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 holding my my, my eyes going, oh please don't say this, Wes, please don't say this, because I mean you know we're just <laughs> we're just pulling for you, right? We're just pulling for you, and um, so yeah, so that was um, that was pretty crazy. Before I let these two guys ask you bait questions, because I but after you won, Polinick. Swindle. I mean, Swindle gave you a massive hug, which was so cool oh. to see. Mueller, um, Christie comes back out and gives you. I mean, talk about talk about those guys coming out and, and you know and congratulating you on that win. Uh, it, it really means like looking back on it. Yeah, we're all competitors, but in the end, we all know how hard you have to work to achieve that. And for my name to be even be mentioned with those guys is a big deal in itself. Like I never thought I would be there. But, you know, those guys, it just, 
anytime I ever have to ask them about anything, it doesn't even have to be fishing related. It can be something to do with the business side of it, life decisions, just anything like that. Like those three guys, three or four guys are probably one of the best class acts, not even in a fishing industry, just from a human being standpoint. I mean, they're that good of people to where they will go out of your way. Even when you kick their butt in a tournament, they're going to come out there and congratulate you and give you a hug and do everything they can for you to help you out. And I mean, I just hope that they know that I would do the exact same thing in return for them. And I think they do. I hope everybody knows that on the tour that, I mean, just because I get called a little ball of hate, it's not that I'm mad at everybody or pissed off all the time. Like it's just, I'm, I think it's just an intensity thing that I, I just want to win all the time when I don't do good. It bothers me. It's not a, it's not a mad at everybody situation for sure. 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 Well, it was, it was funny last year or year before last talking with like Canterbury and Swindle and others on this podcast and the ABT podcast, can we bring up your name? And they're like, you know, this kid ain't no rookie. He's good. And I mean, that everybody said that without any warning. Everybody said that about you. And dude, we've been following you. My only regret is I almost pushed that button for you on my fancy team this week, but I oh, didn't. Don't tell me you did. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I did not do it. And see, 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 you was one of the ones that like fueled the fire a little bit. <laughs> like, because every time somebody, like, I, I'm, I can see like what a bunch of people post on this fantasy fishing page, and every time I seen somebody like pick somebody else, I'm like, yeah, you screwed up, buddy. You screwed up. <laughs> well, I just didn't. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I am, I'm very superstitious, right? And so you I'm like, jeans, mate. you know, you and I'm like, you know, I just, I want to, but it's like everybody picked you, and I'm like, and I knew Kenneth picked you, so I mean, we just had to. Had well, to not everybody that. picked me. I only got like ten percent. Well, it was a high number, though, higher than most. So I'm like, well, you know, but in the back of my mind, I had that gut feeling that you know. Livesey went on his home lake on Fork. Can you do it on Neely Henry? And in the back of mine, I thought, God, I hope he does it. But I don't want to push that button and and, and screw <laughs> something up. So you know, it, it, in my in my weird reality or my world, my universe, I'm I'm thinking I'm the guy that's going to screw that up for you. So I'm not going to push the button. So anyway, and I, I wasn't saying that from a cocky standpoint. Oh no, no. I'm just messing with you on. That oh yeah, no, dude. You, me, me and you tight. We're good. We we. <laughs> You can't catch no fish. I can't catch no fish with you, but we tight, so we're good. Don't that's because I'm that. not a very good guy, evidently. Well, that's all right. You know, it's okay. I'm the guy with the trout inside of his truck, so you know that's. <laughs> <laughs> all right, David Kenneth. Somebody, somebody, get the give the man a question. Have it. All right, I'm not going to go bait question this time. All right. Um, when you won the tournament and you got the trophy, uh, and I forget where I read this, one of the, one of the bass staff or one of the photographers said that it was the longest emotional reaction he's ever seen for an elite series. And, and I kind of, I have a feeling maybe how that, how that would be, but I want you to kind of explain it to us. I'm guessing the emotion comes from, you know, life just has a way of kicking you in the teeth from time to time. And certainly your journey, I'm sure you've been kicked in the teeth multiple times to get to this point. Is that kind of what flashes in your memory at that moment is all the, the tough times that you had to get through to actually get there? If not, just explain to us what that was. <laughs> yeah, I would say that, that that has a lot to do with it. I mean, you get so close and you work so hard to be there. And then for it all to happen, you know, in front of my whole family, ever a lot of people were able to be there, not like if I was way off somewhere. So, and, and being in Gadsden, like I said, I grew up there. I fished there my whole life. There were – 
I bet there were 300 people there that I knew that I had fished tournaments against that I didn't even remember that come up to me that I, that I would recognize that I'd fished against like on a little Sunday morning or evening tournament there. But I think more of it was much it meant to everybody else besides me. And I think that had a lot to do with it. And it just, it like I had done played it over. I, I tried not to think about it all day because I thought I wasn't going to win because I wasn't, I didn't have that, okay, I've got enough. They, there's no way they can catch enough weight to beat me. Like I never got to that point. So I was trying not to think about what I'm going to do when I get on stage. So I think that kind of led into it too. Like it was all raw emotion. Like it wasn't scripted. I hadn't thought about it because I didn't even think I was going to win when I weighed in. So I think as far as getting kicked in the teeth, like you said so many times, being leading so many or not so many, a few really big tournaments that could have been life changing that just didn't happen. But then looking back on it is they didn't happen for a reason. It happened when it was supposed to, where it was supposed to happen at in front of my family. So I think that had a lot to do with it and with it, it meant a lot to everybody else, including me. And kind of the second to that is how do you think this experience is going to going to play into your preparations going forward for tournaments? Uh, I think, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, obviously I'm going to go practice the same as I always do. I, I, I'm going to approach the legs like I always do. And you're not going to get an opportunity to win every elite tournament I go fish or any tournament I go fish for that in general, you're not going to win every one of them. But I think what it's going to help me do is I got told by a couple people, you know, once you win one, it becomes easier to do it again because you know how to act and react if you get the chance on that final day. I feel like, and I even kind of felt like I was getting in that way yesterday morning. I was starting to panic a little bit when it wasn't happening right off the bat. And I, I'll tell you this, Paul, Brandon Vaughn had texted me the night of day three. It, it was late. It was like 930. I was in bed. And he said, hey, dude, I was just thinking about you. Um, obviously, I'm going to be watching you. And I don't remember exactly how he put it, but he said, just stay focused all day and let what's going to happen happen. Let the process do what it's supposed to do. And I thought about that. Well, I got another thing. I just thought about another thing. <laughs> but I thought about that during the day when stuff wasn't going very well. And it just – Another thing, that's those veterans, those guys that are well accomplished, just reaching out to me and doing that is a big deal. And the second part of that is I was on the dock yesterday morning and Christy walked by me and he was like, you all right? And I said, I don't know, dude, I'm kind of freaking out. I said, I don't really know what to do, like as far as from a fishing standpoint. He said, here, I'll give you the best tip I've ever gotten. He said, go get something from your girlfriend. What it, it can be, Whatever it is, I ended up going and getting a dollar bill out of her purse thing. And he said, anytime you're freaking out or spinning out, just grab it and rub it in your fingers for a minute and you just go with whatever the next thing comes in your mind. And, you know, I did that a few times and just, I don't know, those, uh, again, going back to those guys reaching out and doing that stuff for me, I, I just, my hat's off to them and I really appreciate it. But, I mean, that that's, I think that's what's going to help with, if I ever do get in that situation again, to just don't panic when it doesn't happen right off the bat on the last day. And if it's going to, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. You can't keep it from happening and you can't make it happen. So that's the main thing I think I can take away from it. Well, I, I can say from the, the, the amount of live that I did see, you, you had some adversity throughout this tournament. You really, and it kind of upset you, but you, you seem to only let it bother you short term. You, you kind of shook it off and you got back to doing what you were doing. And mm-hmm. obviously you were able to over, overcome it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the odd things about the way the tournament went down is, you know, I, I lost 
a big key fish three of the four days of the tournament. And normally fishing against that group of guys, you, you're not going to win when that happens. I mean, I literally lost a five pounder the first day, four to five pounder the first day, a four to five pounder the second day. And God knows how many two and a half to three pounders the last day. So, I mean, for all that to happen and me still be able to overcome it and win, I mean, the tournament should have been blown out when I caught 12 pounds the last day because I should have had that big of a lead, but it didn't happen that way. Everything happened the way it was supposed to. I wasn't supposed to catch that much weight the first three days and have this big lead and not have to be stressed or worried about it or, you know, looking to God for assistance and guidance on that last day and some calmness. But that all happened for a reason, and it was that close. So maybe people could see me having a lot of adversity yesterday morning and able to overcome that. I mean, maybe that's why it was supposed to happen that way. And I'm kind of glad it did happen that way. I mean, it, it's a good memory to look back on with all the, you know, waiting in line, not knowing if I won instead of having a 10-pound lead and everybody already known I won. I mean, so it's right. pretty cool the way it went down. That's very cool. That's for sure. David, what you got? <laughs> Sure. So sorry to take the focus off of Neely Henry, but just to kind of look at this home field advantage thing, like since you started fishing the elite series, you've done pretty well in the, in the state of Alabama and Gunnersville is next. Is it safe to say that I should be picking you on my fantasy team coming on and maybe you have two trophies uh, in what a week and do, a half? Do, do not pick, do not pick me for this. <laughs> I'm not picking him. So it is not, it, the, the problem with this time is it doesn't set up for the way I like to fish. Um, okay. Gunnersville is going to be a, a, a mainly an offshore player this this or next week when we get there. And when we were there in September, it was a, a flipping frog, and you know that's how they were going. That's how the tournament was going to get won. You know, a chat obviously Frank won on a chatterbait, but it's not like you got to go sit on a ledge and you know find the best school on the lake or find an mm-hmm. off the wall you know you know bar that they're sitting on. It's going to be a grinder tournament where you go flip mats or throw a frog all day to get five to seven bites. Um, like I said, I'm not a great deep water specialist. I didn't grow up doing that. I'm still on the learning curve on that. So, I mean, I feel like I'm going to be able to catch some. Hopefully, I can figure a way out to get some bites in practice. But from a, a winning standpoint, I, I'm I mean, anything can happen. But I, it, it just it's not looking great right now. <laughs> just being honest, I'm I, I'm not going to lie to you. I got one more question about this winning thing. So, with it, as we see on the uh, inscribed on the trophy there, I believe you you won a won your supply of water burger. When are you going to be able to redeem that? Because I don't think there's wow. a, they said that there's no water burger in uh, close to Gadsden. So when are you going to be able to redeem that water burger? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, there's a, actually a water burger about 20 minutes one way from me and about 30 minutes the other way from me. So I guess anytime Date I get close to one of those, I can swing in there. <laughs> I know there's a lot of water burgers from here to like Texas. So if yeah. I'm at, like when I go back out that way, I'll be able to swing in and uh, save a little bit of money with that for sure. I live in Decatur and there was a new one that opened yesterday and people were oh. waiting two hours to get their food. Well, just walk in there and tell them you're Wes Logan and you can walk right to the front and get it for free. <laughs> Do they do give that tonight? Do you have like a card or something they give you? I mean, how do you even redeem that kind of thing? I don't know. I'll have to figure that out. I might walk in there with that big sign that I got. It's like it's like a happy Gilmore check. It says Waterburger Neely Henry champion or something like that. Go to that would uh, be awesome. Make sure you put that on your social media. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Go to com and make sure your girlfriend's got plenty of one dollar bills in her purse. That sounds really weird. Make sure she's got plenty of one dollar bills for the rest of the season. So yeah, I, I guess. But, I mean, that was that was a pretty cool little thing because I actually did reach in my pocket a couple times and I thought about it and I was like, 
they just calm down. I mean, you sure. only need five. Like you've missed ten. Surely, God, you can get five more. Right, right. You just need something to calm you down. That's that's uh, that's a cool deal. All right, thirteenth right now, and I know the year points. Three tournaments left to go. Feeling pretty good about the rest of the season. I hope so, dude. I, I uh, like I said, I'm not I'm not a, a offshore specialist at the, at the next one we're going to. Um, I'm probably just going to fish my strengths on that one and just see how good we can end up. Um, because I mean, I don't want I just don't want to go try and do something that I'm not comfortable with, and I might have an opportunity to win and find the best school in the lake. But I also might bomb, which I mean, it's going to offset. It, I mean, it's going to drop me back down. So just going to try and stay consistent there and. You know, then we head back up north, and I didn't really – I don't feel like I did that bad up north last year. I just caught a couple bad breaks. Like, I lost a six-pounder the first day at St. Lawrence. I lost a five-pounder the second day. And the problem with that was is that was the first time I'd ever smallmouth fished without a net. And, I mean, when you go to land them things <laughs> in that current, it, it's a whole different ball game. Like, sure. I didn't really – and I even practiced in practice, like, landing them. And I, your adrenaline gets to go in tournament when, I mean, you got four fish and the six pounders out there jumping around and you, I got in a hurry, uh, both times actually. And then at Champlain, you know, I was running to Ticonderoga and the first day, I think I was in 12, I caught like 19 pounds and the wind switched directions and literally blew the water out of where I was fishing down there. So, you know, just a couple bad breaks, but I just told myself if I can get to the Northern swing and not have to really catch them to make it. I think I can make the classic to just give me a little leeway. If I have a bad tournament, you know, at one of them or both of them or just like mediocre tournaments. Cause I'm going to tell you, I looked at it the other night. I don't remember who I was with, but we looked at last year's points and to fit the, for them to have take, taken 42 people. And I was 44, uh, like three pounds or three points out of it. It, 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 it kind of brought back a lot of pissed off memories. I mean, sure. I'm not going to lie. Sure. Sure. Yeah. You can look back to – I just, to, to I just know I need to catch them as good as I can before we get up there because, you know, it can go south. You can be having a great time catching the crap out of fish up there and finish 70. Sure, um, sure. Well, do me this. This fall, when uh, when you, when everything kind of calms down a little bit and you're, and you're preparing for the Classic on Hartwell next year, when they're biting on Neely, you got to call me and I'm going to come down and we can go catch something together. How's that? There's hopefully there'll be a few left in the lake that we can go catch somewhere. <laughs> well, brother, thanks so much for your time tonight. Congratulations on the win, dude. So freaking proud of you and so excited for you. And uh, I know this is a, this is a life changing deal for you for sure. It really is, and uh, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, we're gonna have to go get some uh, Whataburger somewhere. Hey, dude, you you name it, I'll meet you there. So I'll sounds, meet you there. Sounds good, Mister Chris. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Hey Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit 
visit RelyOnBattery.com slash Angler's Channel and use our special promo code Angler's Channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mention they also offer fast and free shipping? You didn't, but even better. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on RelyOn Lithium today. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. I've been brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. Boys, I'm excited to welcome in. So let me set the scene for you real quick, right? So day one, Lake Cumberland, two weeks ago. I'm down there shooting pictures on the dock. And, Kenneth, this is kind of a ramp very similar to, like, Cooter's Pond, right? Long boat ramp, but it's really wide, right? So all these college kids – putting in and in income or down comes this older model ranger but it's got a new four-stroke mercury pro xs on it right and it's being pulled by a older uh, excursion and um it boat hits the water and it just starts to float off the trailer all by itself and i'm like do i need to grab this what happens and out jumps this dude Flat brown, you know, hat, hair flowing in the wind. I mean, he comes trudging down the dock, jumps out, grabs the boat like he's done it a hundred times, right? Like he's been doing it all his life, grabs the boat, ties it up, and starts talking to me. I'm, I'm a nobody, right? I'm sitting there with a camera in my hand. Nobody's, nobody wants to mess with me. But Jack Dice, my buddy that I met on day one, goes out and wins this thing solo on Cumberland. College event on solo, wins it with 32 pounds, 8 ounces, and Jack, you were surprised both days of that tournament, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you know some people talk about like winning being one of those things where if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But I guess that's what it was because I didn't see it coming at all. So I just I was just hoping to catch five keepers, and we did that. So. Well, you know, in a in, in, yeah, you did that. I mean, you had five big small mouth. Did you have a large mouth on day one? I'm trying to remember. I know you had a bunch of small mouth in there. Yeah. Each- I had, I had some largemouth each day, but day one I had uh, like a five-pound largemouth, and that really anchored my bag on day one. So I think overall, I think I weighed in six smallmouth and four largemouth, so pretty mixed, actually. Okay, all right, and, and, and it was pretty consistent. You had 16-14 on day two, and so 15-something on day one uh, to win the thing. But, I mean, fishing solo – um, that's gotta be, is that a challenge for you? I mean, is, is it, I mean, it's obviously an accomplishment to beat 240 teams and you're the only one out there fishing solo, really the guy that won, but I mean, that's gotta be a big accomplishment accomplishment for you for that. 
I mean, it definitely is. I'm, I mean, just winning a tournament is a huge accomplishment. I was I'm very, very thankful to get it done. But I mean, there's pros and cons to fishing alone. There's the cons are, you know, you don't have a net van, you don't have a, and the nice thing about a team partner is you have someone who can, you could bounce ideas off of, someone who can pick up fish that you might miss. Sure. But some of the pros for me is really just that when I'm fishing by myself, it, it, it gives me a clarity of mind because I don't have to really worry about like, it's all I have to worry about is me and the fish. There's no other factors. There could be times, you know, if I'm running the boat, and I have a partner, say, who's maybe less experienced, it could become, in my mind, I think, a little bit more of like a guide trip where I want him to catch him, and I want to catch him, and we both want to, you know, I want to have a good time. But, and that's just, it's just a factor in your mind to worry about. And there, there's guys who make it work, and I would, I'd like to make it work. I need to work on that. But for me, there's also some pros in that it's just, there's just no, your head's a little bit clearer. There's not someone in the back you have to think about. All you have to think about are the decisions you make to catch more bass. Sure. Sure. So Jack Dice, Liberty University, um, talking with him, fishing solo. And, dude, you went home and finished, what, 16th in a BFL the next day? Uh, that would be correct. Yeah, I drove through the night to get there. So I was pretty pretty wiped out, but I was very, very fortunate to catch five more back. It was the, pretty fun. The only guy I've ever heard that crossed the stage, takes the lead, and Hank and Hank has to ask him to stick around to get his trophies if he wins. Just he said, just 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 wait about an hour and let's get this way. And, and, and Jack's like, I gotta go, dude. I gotta be a fella. I gotta get to. I gotta get out of here. And uh, then you almost left without the trophies, didn't you? Yeah, almost. That was. <laughs> I would have been. Well, I would have been kind of cool, but I. I mean, I'm. I'm very glad I stuck around. I just didn't expect that that was going to win. I mean, I, I honestly thought the weights would be a lot better. Got, it, I mean, it was April. There were a lot of fish fighting. So, I, I mean, I was just surprised that it, I was genuinely shocked that that was what it took to win the tournament. Well, let's talk a little bit about how you won that tournament because when I saw your boat on day one, dude, I bet you had 20 rods on the deck. I mean, they were everywhere. I don't know how you had in your room to move around if I remember it right. But how did you catch yeah, yeah. these fish uh, both days of this tournament? Well, so in, at Cumberland, it was – the water temperature at Cumberland was around in the low 60s. It's April. I mean, it's like, it's in my mind going into that, there had to be fish spawning. The question was, could, on Cumberland, it's very steep, and there was a little bit of stain to the water a lot of, in a lot of the lake. So it was hard to, so I knew you couldn't see them, but I was trying to do things that I could target bedding fish. But particularly, I wanted to catch bedding smallmouth. I thought if smallmouth are notorious on the bed for being pretty dumb, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't take much uh, skill to catch them if you get the bait near them. So I wanted to try to find them. So the last day of practice, I fished in Indian Creek, which is right there near takeoff. And I had, it was one of the first places that I consistently caught a few fish on uh, smallmouth. Now, they weren't a lot of keepers. The problem at Cumberland was catching 18 inches. So that was the big problem. So that was why I was unsure of catching a limit. It's like I knew I could go out and catch some fish. I had no idea if I was going to set those on any 18 inches, but in the tournament, I just went back through those areas and I just slowed down. I was throwing a Ned rig and a wacky worm and I was just pitching it in these tiny, tiny little crevices in the rock. You couldn't see the fish, but you'd throw up there and you'd lift up and your Ned rig would be halfway to the boat when you put it on their head. It was, I mean, it did not take much, much coaxing. If you put it in front of one that was on the bed, he was going to bite it. The question was, could you weed through enough fish to actually catch some keepers? Sure. 
Sure. So this was probably another blessing for you being by yourself because you didn't have to worry about the guy in the back and you can kind of front end and, and do what you had to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously in a team tournament, you're going to try to – you don't have to worry so much as with a co-angler. Like when I fish the BFLs, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, conscious of the co-angler behind me and I'm not trying to ever back boat. But that was a nice thing is sometimes you drift by a rock and that at when you if you came at it head on the first time maybe it wasn't the angle wasn't quite right but as you started to pass it you realize oh this rock was actually there's actually a gap there that that's the right cast and i can go cast behind the boat and pick up a few fish and i did do that in the tournament okay very cool kenneth you know i'm sure you have a pretty busy schedule and it's probably kind of hard to get to some of these lakes as often as you'd like what tell us what is your preparation like for one of these tournaments you know how far out in advance you start looking what are the things you're, you're looking at to, to to learn about the bodies of water yeah so obviously being in college definitely not as much time to prepare as i'd like i mean it's a, uh it's a lot of times it's packing up and driving through the night to get there the next day to start practice but while maybe i don't get the amount of practice time or maybe the amount of sleep that i would like <laughs> What I can do is in my off time is uh, do research. There's so much information now. The internet is, is huge for bass fishing. It's, it's why people like me can actually, you know, learn a thing or two and actually catch them is because there's so much information out there now. So for these lakes, I'll often look, I'm mainly looking, I'll start, if I've never been there, I'm going to look at tournament results. And the things, the main thing I'm looking for is weight for the time of year. I want to know that when I go out there and practice, if I'm catching two pounders, is that good or is that bad? That's that's something that's really important to me. I like to look at areas of the lake and the patterns. I'm obviously going to look at those things, what it, what it predominantly does well. But you don't – you take that with a grain of salt because, you know, if you've read it, half the field has read that article as well. So, you know, you have to take that into consideration that if it's the predominant area – if there's a certain area of the lake that's just known to have, you know, tournament-winning fish – that a lot of guys are going to read the articles to do that. But there's a reason that those articles list those areas again and again, and that they are consistent. So a lot of times in practice, that can be, if I'm, if practice is slow, oftentimes it's, if I've fished a lot of areas and don't get a bite, I can roll into areas that I know from research historically have a lot of fish. That can give me a lot of confidence that even with limited practice time, you run around and look for that needle in the haystack off the wall thing. If you don't find it, you can always go back to what everyone else is doing and hopefully catch a few that way. And then lastly, Google Google Earth is a big deal for me. I, it's just very helpful with these big bodies of water to know where does the water get stained? Where are there bushes in the water? What kind of rock are that is it on different sections of the lake? So all those things come into, into play. But it's, it's really, I think, tournament weight, weather, looking at the weather leading up to the event, and lake levels are some of the things i mean there's a whole again you could go on and on so i can ramble on and on about <laughs> things you look at but it's really just it's just, again that's why i'm able to do well in tournaments is because there's so much information out there you just have to take the time to soak it all in right now what are your plans for when you get finished with with college are you gonna are you gonna try to get into upper levels of fishing and try to to see where this thing takes you or do you have other plans I mean, I think I think like most people, the dream is to do this for a living. So for me, that is 100% the goal. So I'm trying to save every 
pinch every penny I can so that when I do graduate, I might have the funds to go try the Opens or the Toyota Series. I, I don't have a definite plan as like which one, which series or what to go for. I just know that I would definitely like to try. So that is definitely the goal is to there's some higher level tournaments and just see how far we go. I mean, I'm trying to take this one step at a time, you know, started with, I started as a co-angler, worked my way to the PFL. Now I'm doing the college series. And as long as I keep having success, I'll keep moving up. And, and eventually if I'm, if I have what it takes, hopefully I'll be able to make it to the top. So you, well, we, what, sorry, Corey, yeah, go ahead. we hear from guys all the time that, that you can't, you can't cut corners. And the, and the best way to get the experience you need is time on the water, time on the water, time on the water. And we've seen guys go from this college level and and move up levels and have success. And I, I really do think it's the fact that you guys fish quite a few tournaments and you're kind of this this short time frame that you have to get on the water and figure it out. The guys that are able to do that, get comfortable with that, seem to, to be able to kind of continue that as, as they, they move up in levels. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the coolest things that I've – about college fishing that I've really enjoyed is that especially these Bassmaster ones, they're multi-day tournaments, which when you move up to fish the Opens and eventually the Elite Series or the Pro Circuit or the Bass Pro Tour, those are multi-day tournaments. So rather than your little one-day jackpot back home, fishing these you know bigger college tournaments allows you to fish on a multi-day event on a lake you've never been to. It's the, the format is the same as a pro event. So you gain the experience of what it would be like to fish a pro style event, but without having to put up a huge entry fees while you're learning. So you get that, you get that chance to learn it. And you see a lot of college guys turn that experience into success as they make it to the pro rank. So obviously I'm crossing my fingers and praying that I can be part of that club. Very cool. So you've already qualified for the, uh, for the Bassmaster college championship, which they've not announced where or when that's going to be later on this fall. So, but now you're at Smith Lake. And so what's your, I mean, you, are you trying to go back to back here? I mean, I think, I, I think, I mean, every tournament fisherman, like, so obviously after practice, reality sometimes sets in, but the goal as a competitor is to win. So obviously I really want to win. And especially you know, after winning at Cumberland, it's, it's honestly even more incentive to win because you've tasted it and you know it's like that. It's that confidence that they always talk about it, a win can give you that. Sure. Hey, I can actually do this. And then you know you only get so many opportunities. You can't go back to back very often. So with with the championship already made, I mean, there's nothing else for it for me but try to win. But I but I approach every tournament. Though obviously I want to win, I always try to make sure that. I, for me, it's about having the best event that I can have. You know, if that means going out and scraping out a limit, if that's the best I can do with the conditions and that's the best decisions I can make, if that's what it can produce, then that's what it produces. And then I have to, and I, for me, I have to kind of be okay with that. Like, if you just, this is such a, fishing is such a losing sport. I mean, it's all you do is lose, lose, lose technically. I mean, there's so, first place is only one person out of hundreds. And even the winningest guys in the sport, hardly ever win so if that's your bar you're going to be disappointed so i i just try to have the best event that i can have every time and if the best event i can have is a win that'd be pretty awesome so that's what i'm that's what i'm going for but i'm going to try to have the best event that i can have every sure time. sure sure jack is there anybody in the pro ranks 
or in the industry that you as a 21-year-old college kid look up to? Any heroes or anybody that you look up to within this industry? I mean, I mean, pretty. I, again, I'm, I'm a super fan. I, I follow all the guys. I'm a, I'm a fan of all these pro anglers who have made it because I just know how hard it is. But if I had, there was anyone, um, I'm from Lynchburg, Virginia. That's where David Dudley's from. And yep. he's someone who I've been fortunate enough to meet. He has taught me so much about, about fishing. So he is someone who I've looked up to immensely and who I've learned a ton from. So I'm incredibly grateful to have gotten to know him a little bit over the years. And so if I could have half the success that Dudley has had, uh, I'd have a good career for sure. Very cool. All right. <clears throat> Last question. We'll let you get back to uh, Smith Lake. What do you do with two trophies, two championship trophies? I mean, are they both in the same room? Are you using them as bookends? What, what do you do with two championship trophies? Well, I've got, I've got one on my dresser and then I'm trying to figure out what to do with the other one. I think I'm going to try, I'm going to try to contact, I'm thinking maybe I'm going to try to contact someone in the sports department of my school and see if maybe they can put it on a shelf somewhere. There you like go. The school for, but for now, it's just sitting on, it's one's upstairs and one's downstairs. So one's like, you know, subtle, subtly on the main counter for anybody who wants to see it when they walk into my house. Um, but then the other one's in my room. I got you. Okay. You know, maybe that would give an incentive to your school to start paying attention to the fishing team and put a little money in there to help you out. That would be, that's kind of the, the thought. So I would, I would, that would be really, really awesome. I mean, it, even if not, I mean, obviously they allow us to have a club at all. So that I'm thankful to have the opportunity to fish college at all, but it would be really nice to be able to have a little bit of support. I know there's guys on the team who want to get out here and fish. And I think, College fishing, as fast as it's grown, is a great opportunity for schools to continue to build their brand. So I'd love to do that for Liberty um, if they give me the chance. Well, I mean, you, you brought home a nice little check for them there uh, from the Cumberland event, and I'm sure you'll do the same here at Smith. But um, if anybody's from Liberty listening to this this podcast, by God, you know, put the boys' trophy up and let's, uh, let's help them out. Let's help this team out for sure. So you've got our support, Jack, 100%. Well, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, thanks so much for your time. Congrats on your win. We look forward to seeing how you do this week on Smith Lake. I'm going to try my hardest. So thank you so much for having me on. It was, it was a real pleasure. Hey, last question, too, because you've got a huge social media following. Where can guys find you uh, on social media? Well, I don't know about huge, but if you do want to follow me, um, I'm, I'm obsessed fishing. It's just one word on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You look up Jack Dice or Obsessed Fishing. You should find me. I'm the goofy looking kid with the long hair and who like who's usually holding a fish. I'm not Probably I'm not nice. saying a word. You got more hair than I've ever had, son, so I'm gonna let you have it. So that's for sure. But uh you guys check him out. Jack, thanks so much for your time, brother, and uh we'll see you down the road. Sounds good. Thank you. See you buddy. Jack Dice, guys, very cool kid. He's from Lynchburg. I'm from Danville. We're probably 45 minutes apart uh, where I was born in a race. So two Virginia kids kind of hit it off there on day one. The only one that talked to me, the rest of them were too good to talk to photographer. You know, they didn't even want to look at me. But uh, old Jack, he's, uh, he's a good kid. So excited to uh, – I meant to, I wanted to have him on last week. But he had finals uh, last Tuesday night and had turned turn into a bunch of stuff. So didn't get a chance to have him on. So we – 
brought him on tonight, and um, and you know, well, so we had the surprise of Wes Logan there as well. So that was good. Let's take a quick little break. When we come back, we'll jump into some you pickums, find out how Kenneth's prom went, and um, get you guys back on the water right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. (laughs) I think I always tie one on. Turn up the heat with America's most innovative total performance fishing machines. With more best-in-class features, the Ranger Z Comanche series has taken all-out performance to even higher levels. Dare to dream and join a whole new level of leadership, the Ranger Z Comanche series. Still building legends, one at a time. From dawn to midday to dusk, the sun's rays dance across the water and the sparkling light beckons. The abundant shorelines invite you to play or sail or simply behold. This is where champions fish and families gather to unwind. It's Lake Hartwell and Anderson is the gateway to its wonders. Walk on a pier, float all day, and restore your soul in this beautiful oasis. Visit Anderson, South Carolina's bright spot. Discover more at visitanderson.com and visit lakehartwell.com. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. It is not Monday. It is not the Alabama Bass Trail. It is Tuesday, and it's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. (sighs) Sportsman's Warehouse Bass Wrap-Up, brought to you by our friends at sportsmans.com. Check them out online. Find you some cool deals like the new Under Armour ISO Chill, which I have stuff for you guys to send out to you. Coming soon, and we're going to give away a Under Armour hat, an ISO Chill hat, this week as well on the old podcast. And don't ask me if we had who the fifth texture was last week because my phone's on the fritz or the podcast hotline. The phone's on the fritz. I'm trying to get it fixed, and I'm sure there's much to center waiting. So I'll pick one, and you will hear from me via text soon. All right, David, you pick them's um, week number two for May. Have at it, brother. All right, so just so before we get into the you pick them, just so that we can show some Bass Pro Tour love, just want to bring up that result. You know, there. Jacob, th- th- what's up? Th- that, 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 that reminds me, you know, I, I've got, <laughs> I get the, you know, I have Time Hop app, right? And so, you know, the Time Hop app, it, pull, it pulls things up from this date a year, you know, ago, two years ago, whatever happened on this date, it pulls them up. <laughs> and did you know we got – Last year or a year ago, we got our first hate review, you know, guy that was tired of the show for me being, you know, uh, he said the show is devolved. The show has devolved into an anti MLF rant session. CB, we get it. You don't like the MLF. I can't stand to listen anymore. So Eric Splinter, a year later, I'm still sorry, but not sorry. But I feel like over the last year, I've done pretty well. I feel like I've, I've calmed down just a little bit. Kenneth, would you agree or disagree? You know, pro- probably, but, you know, I, I, don't, it's, I, don't know, I don't know how to explain it. Okay. All right. I just, Eric, I would love to have you come back and listen to us. But if not, hey, I get it. 
but I felt like I've, I've really calmed my stance down a little bit, but maybe not. I don't know. Who cares? So maybe there's been enough Bassmaster news and NPFL and some of these Bass Champs guys we've had on BFLs and college that maybe it's not, we're just not spending as much time on it as at one time we were. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, there's, but, there's a lot going on. There's certainly a lot more than just MLF. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So, anyway, Eric, we'd love to have you back. But if not, have a nice life. All right, brother. Have at it. Well, hopefully this brings Eric back. But just to cap off that one, because I know as we were recording last week, they were fishing the last day. But uh, the, I guess, I don't know, the, what I, I call him the dinger. Uh, he beat... Bobby Lane by two ounces, I believe, with 28-13. So Jacob Whelan won that event for those that were keeping track. But there's some basketball tour left. Stand down. Isn't this, isn't this where I usually have to push? Don't worry, buddy. Oh, Don't yeah. worry, buddy, sweetheart. Sorry, that's wrong one. I really, but, yeah. Don't worry, buddy, sweetheart. There's, a, there's another button. There it is. That's the one I usually need to push. That's, that's my new ding, right? <laughs> so anytime, yeah, anyway. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll leave you alone. No. I digress. So, I digress. All right. So, all right. So, obviously, if you were listening to our the guests that we had early on in the beginning of this show, uh, Wes Logan won the Bassmaster Elite event on Neely Henry with a total of 57 pounds and nine ounces. And for the U Pickham, Mr. John Patria. One uh, that point with fifty six thirteen. This is why you pay attention, folks. If you if you play this game, this is why you pay attention to pounds and ounces versus pounds and hundreds, right? Because he guessed fifty six pounds thirteen ounces, right? Somebody else picked fifty six forty three, and it can happen. I'm sorry, right, Kenneth? That's the wrong. That's that's, correct. that's the wrong answer. Right? No such so, thing as 43 ounces. No, pounds, pounds and ounces. ounces. If that was the pounds and a hundred steel, then you'd have won. But if you picked that number, but you didn't because you picked as pounds and ounces. So, all right, moving on. I apologize. I digress. All right, next up, the MLF Toyota Series were fishing. Well, one of them was out on Lake Seminole this past weekend and Former Bassmaster Elite Series Pro and FOW Tour Pro. I think he's still former. Uh, but the son of Peter T. Nick Tillaveris won that event with a three-day total of 62 pounds and 11 ounces. 62, 11. What was his big fish? Do you have a big fish today? Uh, I didn't see it, but he didn't win a uh, Phoenix bonuses this time around. So he only won the $37,000 for that particular event. But. No Phoenix bonus this time? Wow. It went to the uh, guy in second place. He only he only netted a thousand dollars for being in second. Oh, and the U Pickham's winner goes to Travis Harper with sixty two pounds eight ounces. He he picked it right. Sixty two pounds eight ounces. So congratulations, Travis. So far, you failed to mention who's won in our group. Because I haven't got that far, Kenneth. You need to just wait <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm running behind. I'm getting there. Just you keep on talking, David, and we'll we'll go from there. So I will get to that, Kenneth. It's not because I'm I'm keeping it from anybody. I honestly just haven't got that far yet. 
that. <laughs> so you're going to have to just wait. Figured I'd ask just to make sure. Oh, yeah, I figured you would. So I'll, I'll go ahead, David. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll find I something. I finally put so. picks in. I need to know. I need to know. <laughs> I know <laughs> you finally did. It's, it's kind of, kind of weird now. So yes, we'll, uh, I actually get to look for four names now versus just three. So, but, uh, yep, there it is. Okay. Go ahead, David. All right. So Fishing Lake Hickory, the Ladies Bass Anglers Association, was uh, won by Miss Robbie Hartline with a total of 21.24 pounds over two days of fishing. 21.24. 21.24. Let me sort this again. So 21.24. We are looking at, oh, no, don't tell me that's who won that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Hang on a minute. Wait a minute. Let me check one of the place. 21.24. Huh. Holy smokes. Are you kidding me? With a guess of 21 pounds even. You ready for it? Joe freaking Opeger from Major League Fishing. Congratulations, Joe. You <laughs> want a point in the uh, in the you, in the you pick How about that? Joe Opeger, 21 even. Grains the point for the LBAA. Way to go, Joe. Congratulate! That's awesome. That's very cool, actually. So, okay. Yes, we're fans of Joe. We are. We are very big fans of Joe. So, Joe may not be fans of us anymore. We're big fans of Joe. So, all right. What you got, David? Next up, the Texas Team Trail guys were fishing on Sam Rayburn, and I don't know. Again, it looks like the weights are starting to die down a bit there, but it still took over twenty pounds. But the team of Josh Bensima and Matthew McArdle caught. Now, what, 20.45. What huh? day is this? May 8th. That's Did I Saturday? get the wrong one? That's Saturday? That is Saturday. Okay. That, that's only one. Saturday. Saturday, right. May 8th. Okay. It was well, how much? 20.45. 20.45. Because they had, they had two there this past weekend. Yeah. And I thought it was a Saturday, Sunday. But it was actually Friday, Saturday. But we chose Saturday. So we're going to stick with Saturday. So 20.45, right? That's yep. what one weight's half fallen off there. Pretty good bit. And let's see what we got. Randall Saylor with a guess of 20 pounds even wins that point. So he was the only one in the 20-pound range. Everybody else went 21.12 and up. Nobody else picked anything lower than or at 20. So... Uh, 20.45. Yep. That's him. So Randall Saylor with the, uh, with the point there. So, okay. ABT was canceled or postponed. Postponed, right. So, and Georgia Bass Trail, we still do not know, do we? As of recording, no. Nothing yet from those guys. All right. So let me do this right quick while we're talking. Y'all find something to talk about real quick while I pull up these, uh, pull up this deal and I will find out what our actual scores were for us kids. I love that when I go through this, David's picked one time, Kenneth's picked one time. And Michelle has picked four times. They're all the same weights, but they have four different entries. So when you push the button one time, Michelle, it's all you got to do. 
but I'm sure the wind was blowing, right? And so it probably totally threw off her internet service. So I'm sure that it was a... He's uh, just so excited to get her fixed and she wants to make sure you... I guess so. She wanted to make sure we knew they were there, right? So, all right, David, so... Maybe three three too many White Claws? I don't know. I don't know. Well, what was this picture I saw over the weekend? Your son, was he like mosh pit into uh, a thing of, of white cloth what was that all about? no we were at, we were at whole foods getting some stuff and happened to walk by a, a little display of white cloths ah what looks like a michelle supply a michelle <laughs> supply i like it that's, that's good stuff. <laughs> all right so let's see so going back neely henry 57 9 boys we are way way over guessing uh, i fish. knew i over guessed on that one we all did Bad over guess that one. Kenneth, wow, what are you thinking, dude? Michelle won that point with 48-10. Nickel and diamond. Between the four when, of us. When they delayed it a day, I almost went back in to see if I could change it, and I didn't. She, she did nickel and diamond, that's for sure. But I actually took a point with the Seminole event with 60 pounds even. So I will take that. David, you were... You were ahead of Michelle, but you I mean, you weren't ahead of me or Kenneth. Kenneth was just <laughs> a hair over at 63.04. And then LBAA on Lake Hickory, 21.24 for the win. Damn it, Michelle. Got that one again with 18.10. So, uh, Lord of mercy. We got we got to kick her off the show or something. <laughs> and then Rayburn, 20.45. Thank God we were all over on that one, so nobody won that one. The ABT and the Georgia Bass Trail are still out for uh, for anybody's guess. So I don't even know how many points that is for for Michelle. Let me find my notes from last week real quick. So she's got two I think this we need week. To put up like a, a minimum on appearances, or, or they don't count. <laughs> well, you know, I, I generally yeah, that's true. But let's see, she had one. Two, she had three, four last week, and one this week, two this week. So that gives her six. Uh, David's got one from last week, and I've got one from this week. KG, you are still at a negative. So um, that's like I'm, I'm gonna keep fighting. We, uh, yeah, we can't give up. We're just gonna start guessing low, I guess. We can't get, we, can, we can't big eye them like we've been doing. That's for, that's for sure. So congratulations, Michelle. She should have got her trophy this week. Um, I imagine we'll hear about it. As, um, I feel pretty certain of that. All right, you uh, Costa Countdown to Blast Off coming up this week. It is Wednesday, May the 12th. If you don't have your picks in by midnight tonight, you need to get them in. Um, you'll probably get an email from me this morning as well. Bassmaster Open, James River. Three days, pounds and ounces. Listen to me real close. Pounds and ounces. That is... A big number dash anything from zero to sixteen, right, Kenneth, or fifteen? Zero to sixteen. Um, James River three days, three day total winning weight. MLF Pro Circuit is down on Lake Eufaula, and if you don't believe me, all you got to do is pull up social media, and you'll see every one of them mothers posting a picture with an alligator. Cody Meyer did it. Everybody else is doing it. So you guys make sure you know they're on Lake Eufaula in Alabama. So. Four-day total winning weight, pounds and ounces. Don't go by my guesstimate on this one. I guess I, I put 39.10 in. That's not my pick. That was my example. Don't go by that. It'll be more, I hope, maybe. I don't know. 
it's your guess. Michelle won't pick more than that. I feel I feel pretty certain. So uh, four day total winning weight pounds and ounces again. Big number dash anything between zero and sixteen. All right, MLF BFL Buckeye on the Ohio River one day single winning weight. Um, the I you know what this may be a, a deal where the second number is bigger than the first number on the Ohio River. What do you think, Kenneth? Could be. <laughs> pounds and ounces again so make sure that it's again big number dash anything from zero to 16 and folks i wouldn't say it if it was if i hadn't seen it okay we, we were like farmers insurance right we've seen it we know thing or two because we've seen a thing or two uh um, well, it, it's like this chris it's like and several guys witnessed it this at Neely henry it's like being in a bass tournament and you hook a fish you know it's a big one and then you finally realize it's a catfish. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. a big fish, and it was fun catching it. He just wasted a whole bunch of time and didn't count. We watched a lot of that with uh, Kelly J on day one. I uh, saw that. So that was uh, – you're right. That's for sure. All right. Uh, Alabama Bass Trail, North Division, going to Weiss Lake. Just one up from Neely Henry. Pounds and hundreds, single-day winning weight. So I just need the single-day winning weight – and pounds and hundreds, please, for the Weiss Lake Tournament. Then the Sealy Big Bass on Toledo Bend. Big Bass Splash, Sealy and Toledo Bend. Overall, Big Bass winner, pounds and hundreds, please. That would be phenomenal. My Again, my, my example on that one and the next one are really high, so please don't go off of that. Pounds and hundreds, please. And then finally, the Big Bass Tour on Chickamauga. Not what, David? Well, see, if you look at how you spelled it, you actually spelled it the way how the Bass Pro Tour guys say it. I spelled it the way it's supposed to be spelled, did I not? Well, the U is before the G. So the way how you have it, it's the way how Marty Stone pronounces it. Jesus, now I got to fix it. Well, that's in the email. That's in the email, though, so... It's in the email. Yeah, well, you know, because I, I still have my email. I'm looking right now the the list of the the, the links for this week, and it's listed as Chickamauga. Well, it's Chickamauga. Anybody who knows Chickamauga, it's Chickamauga, not Chickamauga. It's not Achita. It's Watch it. You know, like Wachita. It's Chickamauga, not Chickamauga. I know how it's spelled. I'll fix it. My God, <laughs> Lord have mercy, child. So I will get that. Uh, I will get that fixed for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, b- overall big bass for the big bass tour event there, pounds and hundreds, please get that in again. Winner will get a brand new pair of Costa Pro Fantails worth two hundred and sixty nine dollars and a new Mammoth Frontier fifty backpack cooler. Yes, in my move to our rental house, I have set them aside. They are in my new blank walled office sitting over in the corner. Along with my dog, she is guarding them very, very carefully. But, uh, yeah, make sure you check that out um, and uh, get your picks in. Wesley Sams won the $20 Sports Warehouse gift card last week for the first week of May. And this week, we will give to whoever was the first one to get their pick in. I'll have to go back to the email. I, I, actually, I can do that right. Can I do that? Let me so see. So, do, did we try to get Georgia Bass Trail first? Well, we need, to, we need to try to get Georgia Bass Trail first before we do anything. 
that needs to be. So Georgia Bass Trail, if you're listening, anybody that fishes Georgia Bass Trail, I need the results. Like the minute you're done, right, when checks are being handed out, email me the results, cbrown at anglerschannel.com. Cbrown, C-B-R-O-W-E-N at anglerschannel.com. Put it in your little group, put it on your website. I don't care where you put it or you just send it to me. I just need the result. Come on, I can't make you famous if I don't know what you're doing. So please let us know what you got going on over there. We will pick a winner. You're going to use the words Bass Trail. Go ahead and step up your game <laughs> and 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 get the results out. There. I'm just going to go ahead and say. Oh, you should. That's that, that's the truth. I mean, you're going to step up and then step up and play. Right? Let's go. Let's yes. go. All right. we're trying to do is help. That's it. I'm just trying to make you famous. That's all we're trying to do. So you guys make sure you get those uh, get those picks in by midnight tonight, please. May the 12th for this week and then uh we're getting down the nitty-gritty here in may so let's get that get that submitted um let's see what else has been going on david anything exciting oh we do have stickers so if you want a anglers channel sticker all you gotta do is shoot us a text to the x zone hotline 256-535-3217 Shoot us a text with all I need is your name and your mailing address, and I will get a, so a decal pack out to you. Um, had quite a few guys send me texts in the past couple of weeks, sent those out last week. So you should have those in your mailbox here uh, probably today, if not yesterday. So if you got them, wear them with pride, show them, show them off. Love to see uh, images, pictures, whatever I'm trying to say, David. I'm losing my mind. Uh, so send those out to us. We'd love to see you displaying it, kind of like a bass shield, right? Um, Wes Logan called that fish a trout one time on the side of my truck. He says, I had trout. I said, hell no, it's not a trout, son. It's a daggum bass. This is Angler's Channel, not Trout Channel. Come on, let's get with it. So that's why I said that what I said in our interview, because I was getting him a hard time. But uh, love me some Wes Logan, good kid. David, what else is going on? What have I missed in all of my moving, moving around, trying to get my wife happy and everything else? Good Mother's Day. Everybody have a good Mother's Day? Kenneth, did your wife have a good Mother's Day? Your mom and mother-in-law, everybody good? I, I think so. Okay. All right. David, you, you, your mom are good? Everybody good? Yeah, everyone's good. Healthy for the most part. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Kenneth, you had a big night Saturday night. Caroline had prom, didn't she? Well, therefore, she had a big night Saturday night. Well, but you're the I, dad, right? You got you got to take pictures and. I just had some work to do to make sure it went <laughs> as smooth as possible. And how did that work out for you? Look, look, my my daughter is possibly, possibly the coolest person that I know on earth. Wow! Yeah, it's she. She's real. She's pretty chill. So she's pretty easy to deal with. I just had to make sure that that I was doing everything that I needed to do so the the rest of my family was happy. Okay. All right. Well, good. I I love it. I, when... I, I think I got through it okay. Okay. Um, I, I I like it when I get it when I get texts about camera stuff from you. You know, that's, that's pretty good. You know, not sure you like this portrait stuff, dude, you got to shoot it. I mean, you got kids, you got to do it. So. Hey, I, I'm not even rookie status. Uh, I'm, I'm clueless at what I'm doing. 
<laughs> you know, for the right price, I could have come helped you. So, you know. <laughs> well, I, told, I told my wife, I said, the next, I said, I said, I never thought about Chris because he's supposed to be at the ADT tournament. I said, once they got canceled, I should have called him and come over and do it for me. Should have. I've been available. She said, you should have. <laughs> well, I noticed I haven't seen pictures from it. So I, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I guess they went well, but you, you haven't I, seen I'm me any a, pictures yet. I'm afraid yet, so. to show you. No, please show me. I'm, I, I'd love <laughs> to see them. I would love to see them. So, well, good. You might could help me do a little bit of editing and get some of the mistakes out of it. Right, well, you know, send them over. I'll take a look at them. We'll see what we can do. So, well, that's uh, that's good. David, what else is going on in the world of bass fishing that I have missed or overlooked? I don't think there's much. I Well, see, they're not a sponsor of the show, but I know there's a new – rod that's been rolling it's an updated rod that's been released and people are i don't know some of my friends are asking about it. i'm like oh, i'm not spending that much money but i think i think kenneth might have how, idea much, what I'm talking how about. much is that rod uh about 600 bucks wow is that the new nrx that i heard about nrx wow. plus wow wow see they're not Luge doesn't make those rods, so I just I just move on past that press release usually. I know you've seen it. I know you guys look at it. I may glance through it, but I move on through that pretty quick. $600 for, wow. Is it that good? Uh, I, I, I'll trust other people's opinions on that one. <laughs> well, okay. I'd but like I am looking forward to it. I know that, um, was I think, Andy Montgomery's skipping stuff is coming out, his rods, and I think Hackney's got a few rods that are coming out too. So excited about those. Yeah. Yeah. We had a Sportsman's Warehouse product spotlight last week with Andy on the uh, on the interweb there on anglerchannel.com. You guys can check that out on his uh, skipping jig and uh, what rod and reel he used in the new Lose Pro SP, the uh, uh, pitching, flipping pitching rod, which looks pretty cool. So. Uh, or real, excuse me, that, that looks pretty cool. I've actually got one, but that would involve me go get to go fishing to actually get to use it. So one day, one day I'll get to do it. Um, but um, that's all I know. So talking about, talk about fishing news, I was scrolling through Angler's Channel either this morning or last night, one or the other, and I, and I noticed a story of, is it Takahiro won a tournament? Well, I didn't even know the tournament oh, yeah. was going on. Yeah, David put what, that what up. Tournament? I didn't even I didn't even read it. Here's how bad here's how bad I am. And no offense, Joe, I love you, but here, here's how bad I am. If it's a tournament that I don't know what's going on, or it's a cup event, or one of these made for TV deals, I pretty much delete the press release. I know David's going to see it and he's going to put it up, right? I just I just kind of it's like out of sight, out of mind. Good job, David. I know it's going to happen, but yeah. So I, what happened, David? Did Taco Hero win something? I haven't watched, but he won some. Uh, it was one of the made-for-TV uh, cups. I mean, I, I, like I said earlier, when when I did the you pick them stuff, I try to show them some love, just so that people can't say that we're not. Oh no, 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 no! You're doing or whatever. You're so. doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. <laughs> when, when, when was that event? Uh, I'm assuming it was sometime September last... of 2019. I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. It, it feels like it was forever ago. I don't know when was it. Where was where was just it? Uh, I think it was Lake Murray. Oh, that was it. wasn't too long ago. It was. It was maybe a couple months ago. Maybe I, I remember hearing that they were those guys were over there, but I don't know what it was. That that's the only you know that that's a negative I have. Okay, and, and I'm not I'm not gonna jump on a, a an Eric Spr- Sprinkle you know 
whatever rant, you know, like he, that he called. But that's what I have. There's just too much going on. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm devoted to all the trails, right? And anglerchannel.com is a leading tournament resource for everybody. And I want to know about it. But, damn it, when it's a made-for-TV deal and we don't know when it's going to watch TV, no. Because we're on this computer. We're traveling. We're filming. We're doing other things. I don't have time to watch it. I don't have to. I, no, I get the press releases. Yes, so I'll, I'll look at them, but it's, it's too much going on. Too many different things. It's confusing to people. That's all it is. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be rude or bash anybody, but it's confusing to people. So that's my only thing with it. And then another thing, I get the cups, right? I get the cups. It's a made for TV deal. You got the so many, you got the, the, the boat brands are there. You can't use your own rig. Everybody's dialed up in the same thing. I got the special jerseys, but why did we do that at heavy hitters? Why did they have to use those boats and they had to wear those jerseys? Cause I got calls from our partners, right. That have pros in that deal going, well, they weren't wearing our logos. How do you feel about it? I'm like, but guys, you're, I'm the last guy you want to ask about this right because i'm going to piss a bunch of folks off but because i went through this when i was at rigid right and bpt hadn't come out yet. it was just mlf and the selects and the cups and all that stuff and one of our anglers fished it but we didn't have a logo anywhere and i pitched a fit and i'm like we pay that guy x amount of money and he's not gonna have a logo there it's like well it costs extra to put put that logo on on that jersey you know per mlf rules i just don't get i have a theory on it okay well then hit me up all right, if you remember last year, I think by far the heavy hitters tournament last year was their most popular. Oh, by far. By, by a long shot. Oh, my God. I think it was an opportunity for them to try to enhance their MLF Cup sponsors and that whole deal in the heavy hitters format, trying to get a little bump in extra, extra eyes. Sure. Sure. No, I, I, I'm with you. As an angler, I don't like it. Yes. As a sponsor, and, and I, I don't like it. I go back to what I keep saying. This is not the first time we've seen this in the fishing industry. It, it's this not. It's been tried before and it, it failed miserably. It has. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And, and folks, just understand this. I've got 20 years in this industry. I have been on every side of the fence that, that – I'm not just some jackass that walked off the street – you know, or walked out of a different industry and decided, hey, let's just do a bass fishing podcast and see what happens, right? Because I don't know anything. I've, I've got 20 years in this damn industry, so I've seen both sides of the fence, right? I've seen it from a sponsor standpoint. I mean, I, I'm the guy that put Kevin Van Dam and Eddie Brower in a freaking print ad, right, for a Strike King fishing lure years ago and sent it off to the FLW Fishing Magazine only to have the guy from FLW call me and say, hey, we can't run this ad. Because Kevin Van Dam and Denny Brower are, are in it, and they don't fish with us, and I and I I'll be I'll be very matter of fact, I was sitting in the airport in Memphis, Tennessee, about to fly somewhere, and I told him very very blunt blunt, I said I don't give a they fish for me, right? They work for me, and last I checked, I was paying you to put that ad in your magazine. So I don't care. Who his customer was. Huh? Yeah, exactly. He forgot who his customer exactly. was. Exactly. I said, so I don't care. They're like, well, you got to change it. And I said, I'll tell you what you do. 
I signed a pretty big contract with you for print ads, right? This is this is back before social media was really the rage, right? This is back when I had a guy tell me one time social media was a fad. What a jackass that guy is. So uh, literally, this is back before social media was a big deal and before a lot of digital advertising was a big deal. And I told him, I said, Al, I'll tell you what. You take my contract and you rip it up. I'm not paying you a dime. I'm not going to advertise with you for the rest of the year because of this. And he's like, he's like, are you serious? I said, dude, they, they work for me. They work for striking. I work for striking. They work for me. They, I don't care who they are with you. They work for me. Not to mention Van Dam was an angler of the year over there. Brower was an angler of the year over there. Won multiple events over there. How can you say they're not your guys? Now they're part of BPT. They got everybody, right? All of our guys. But so that's my rant for the deal is, you know, we, you're right. We've seen this, right? And he let me run the hand. And a lot of the anglers that are there now were some of the biggest people against it back in the day, back in that time. Yes, yes, exactly. So there's more to my rants and more to my feelings on some of the things going on at BPT than most people realize, right? Am I excited to see Christy and Hackney back in the elites? Absolutely. Why? Because they saw the error other ways. And I, I'm saying that as nice as I can. They'll say it. They admit it, right? It wasn't for them. Swindle, it wasn't for him. Hack, or uh, Ponick, it wasn't for him. They're thriving back on the elites now, okay? Not saying it's a bad thing. It is what it is. It's good for some, not for the pro circuit now, right? That's had success. Five fish. David's like, yep, five fish deals. Okay. What, right? What, look at the guys having success over there and doing that thing now. So, guys, I'm not just some some jackass that decided he wanted to get into bass fishing in the industry and start a website, a TV show, and have a podcast. I've been there. I've done it. I've seen it. I've done everything in this industry but fish on the pro circuit, but fish the classic. I've been behind the scenes of the bass, behind the scenes of the FLW. I've been any inside and out as sponsors, as partners, from photographer, you name it, I've done it all, but actually fished these circuits. I've traveled with these guys. I've been to every event for years, did every single event. I, I, I've seen it. I know it. I know what's happening there. I've heard the bitching. I've heard the gripes. I've heard the complaints, and I've heard the praises. So I've seen it all. I've heard it all. And so it's just, it's not something that I'm just pulling out of my butt. I promise you, some of, you know, my rants are, are, are legitimate for, for that matter. So, all right, off of that, what else, what else has been going on, David? What else am I missing? Anything? Other than that, I mean, my only thing, I'm, I'm kind of, because what, what about a month out from the Bassmaster Classic? And there's still not much information or much going out. I know, like, people are asking me about the cloud, the expo, and now it's like, got nothing for you. So that's, only, that's my only gripe, I guess you could say, is we're about a month out and still lack of information. So, yeah. But I'm looking forward to us. I think I, I mentioned to you about what a hopefully a plan of whatever we're going to do for the classic with people intending. So, but yeah, looking forward to that though. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 working on that because I know Kent has been hitting me up as well on that. <laughs> so I'm I'm working on those plans and trying to get approval from uh, from from boss man to make sure we are uh, we are good to go. So. Working on that stuff and uh, getting that ready to go. But I'm ready to get to Dallas, ready to get to Fort Worth, um, ready to see what's going to happen there, and excited for another classic. So um, with that said, Kenneth, anything? did you learn anything this weekend or this week? Um, I, I have learned 
that, and I've probably learned this before, it's amazing how you kind of forget things, sure. especially the things that are very important. But I have learned that, that, you know, when you got a lot going on, you don't have a lot of free time, that it's best not to wait to the last minute to really get all of your ducks in a row, that maybe you should start lining ducks up ahead of time. Oh, okay. Is this a, is this a personal dig at me or is this this? No, 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 oh, okay. no, no. This is all, this is all me. I, I've, okay. I've got, I've got a busy week next week. I've got a lot going on, both family and work and then trying to prepare for next week. And I've prepared in some ways, but I haven't fully prepared enough. So <laughs> long days, long days. I got you. I got you. I'm with you. I'm with you. David, how about you? Um, well, I'm not default. I, I don't really care about my birthday and stuff like that. But it's like my, you know, I, I think uh, my wife always likes to rub the fact that I'm you know, just a little bit older than her. So she likes to rub the number in my face. But uh, I don't know. I, I hope that, well, I'm hoping to learn that I can still prove that in age is just that number is just a number. It's not going to limit me with what I can do. So remember this, David. Remember <laughs> this, right? The, the day after your 39th birthday, remember this. You're only young once, but you too can be immature forever. So just just know that. So, Don't tell my wife that. <laughs> well, I'm sure she'll listen and hear that. I'll make sure I text her that. So that's for sure. So, well, folks, as all you know, what I learned this week, guys. I learned if you if you go to McDonald's and you order a half and half tea, ask for an extra cup of ice. Pay the 25 cents. It's worth it because whoever these jackasses are that when you order tea, they don't put enough ice in the cup. And by the time it gets to your hand, it ain't nothing there. There's like one little cube floating around and you watch it. You just watch it dissolve and go away really, really quick, right? So order you, pay the 25 cents, get you an extra cup of ice, and then you can mix it up, right, get, and get your, get your deal right. See, listen, ice in my cup today. I learned that. I learned this week. That's a big. That's a big hit. Big big tip. What you probably should do is go to Sonic first and get some good eyes, and then go to McDonald's <laughs> and get your tea. Well, that's true. I should. I probably should, but I don't want to make two stops, right? So it's. Wait, it's does the ice at Sonic last longer or something? It's ice, isn't it? I don't know if it lasts any longer, right? You got to get two cups of ice to pour the hot the hot McDonald's tea in it. So, and not that I'm drinking a lot of tea, but you know what? When when has got to have a little pick me up in the afternoon, right? I got to have me a little something something. So anyway, but yeah, that's uh, that's my advice on this uh, on this beautiful May day, and it's 65 degrees outside. So. Well, folks, as always, thanks for uh, if you made it this far in the show. We appreciate you for listening, David. What's our number this week? We got a number this week. There's a, there's an Under Armour hat as well as an English Channel hat coming to you if you uh, if you pick the right number or if you feel the right texture. What, what's our number? Sure, since what it's what week three of our you pickums, I'll go with the number three. Number three, third texture gets a Under Armour ISO Chill hat. Um, and I'll give you your pick of color. We've also got the fitted hat, the UA Fish hat. Guys, make sure you check out the Under Armour clothing, uafish.com. Uh, some absolute killer stuff. Uh, I'm very excited about it. You guys should be too. Um, we, we do encourage you guys to subscribe, rate, and review the show and favorite podcast app. Also, actually, if you like the show, go ahead and share it with Mom and M. As always, feel free to chime in and give us your thoughts and opinions via the X-Zone hotline, 256-535-3217. 
With that said, on behalf of our guest tonight, your champ from Neely Henry, Mr. Wes Logan, your, what do you call himself? A little ball of hate. Is that what, is that, is that what, is that, is that yep. what he, a little ball of hate. And my buddy from Lynchburg, Virginia, Liberty University's Jack Dice. For the AC Circus, I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless, good fishing, wash your damn hands, wear your damn face mask, put that PFD on and buckle it up tight. We'll see you next week. And Kenneth, good luck on Chick. Thank you. Don't take it first. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource.